Yeah. Oh, it's me over oh, here. What? what is he here? Oh, left or right? Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know. Oh. Welcome to the Bright Side Podcast. Uh, My name is Ben. Yeah, uh, I'm Stu. I figured we'd just go with it, you know. Yeah, I think that's good. Because it's already been 12 minutes. Ooh, 12 minutes yeah. of banta, of chit chat. Banta. You're welcome, subs. You're welcome. Uh, I hope the fifty nine ninety nine a month is worth it. Yeah, if you want, <laughs> if you want to hear twelve easy payments of fifty nine ninety nine a month can get you <laughs> to be a subscriber to the Brightside Podcast. If you want to hear our pre show and post show banter, then what the heck are you doing? We call it. Uh, it's a little section we like to call pre post. Yeah, <laughs> or post pre, post pre, for for you. Uh, Banana for you particular banana eaters for you out there. Uh, for you Hebrews who read from right to left instead of from left to right it's post pre I think uh, or Chinese people yeah I think Japanese people do that as well so is it Chinese or Japanese or is it both it's one of the I languages wanna, with the symbols I don't want to culturally appropriate which I think we're doing right now no, we're, um, we're simply asking a question yeah but I mean today that would be. You know. Yeah, well, they <laughs> no cultural appropriation would be saying that they're wrong for doing that. They should read from left to right. Yeah, that's classically what that would mean. Which I mean, they should, but today, <laughs> <laughs> but today, uh, not so much. So, dude, how how's your week been? My week has been good thus far. It's here we are, another fine Wednesday morning. Another fine snowy Wednesday morning. Snowy, finally, yeah. It's uh, it's when, what is it? February. Let me check my watch. It's 17th. February seventeenth, and um, we are finally getting a somewhat normal amount of snow for northern Utah. Yeah, for this time of year. Normally, this type of thing would have been eh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, easily. Not and now. It's it's not my grass year. was green up until a few days ago. I'm sure it still yeah. is green underneath the snow, but yeah, it was it was exciting uh, to get out there and shovel for like an hour and a half yesterday. Yeah, um, I get a lot of satisfaction out of out of shoveling snow. I do one because it gets me away from everything else, <laughs> namely <laughs> work work. Yeah. Um, because I have to shovel here in Ogden. We have to shovel the sidewalk. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know the law. Um, That's what you do. And I live between two schools, so even more so, right? Like, I've got right. these kids who have to walk to school because their parents hate them. Uh, I'm yeah. just kidding. Their, their parents probably Because they send them to public school. Well, that's really the bigger issue. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I get some satisfaction out of it. And you know what? It gives you a chance to be a neighbor. So that when I was out there shoveling, my neighbor who lives right next door to the north of us... Um, her car got like stuck in the driveway. They got like some kind of new SUV, and apparently, it's, it's not, not that great of an SUV. Seem good in the snow. Um, and so my other neighbor who lives next to her was also out shoveling, and then he and I looked at each other and we went, "Well, we know what we ought to do." So <laughs> we walked up and pushed her out of her driveway, and he was like, "Well, I would have thought that would have been a four wheel drive." And I was like, "I, me too, me too, sir." Well. I'm see back to shoveling. I'll give you a wave before I go back inside. Yeah, we'll see you, neighbor. Yeah, I um, had the same thing happen to me when we the first year we moved into our house. Thus far, so I was shoveling yesterday morning, but it was super early. So, you know, I didn't really see anybody. Um, and then yeah, You woke up before everybody else. Yeah, probably. everybody else there. just underachievers yeah. is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> but the year before, I was out shoveling and kind of 
one of the houses across we live on the corner of a street mm-hmm. so kind of like across mm-hmm. and diagonal ways mm-hmm. from us the guy was out there and he was shoveling or whatever and he's an older gentleman mm-hmm. very charming you know those old guys that are just yeah yeah really charming yeah yeah so we were chit-chatting her and and then in the summertime we were gardening and a woman came from that same house to introduce herself to us and say hey and i assumed that they were married as one does but i don't know if they are because she was introducing herself and we were talking and i said oh yeah i actually got to meet your husband in the winter time we were both out shoveling the driveway and she goes like look this really confused look on her face she was like oh you mean kevin or whatever his name is and That's i said my son. And, and i said uh yeah the guy with the red truck and she goes oh yeah that's kevin and then just dropped it so are they roommates are they, they siblings lovers in the nighttime i don't know that's uh that's interesting okay <clears throat> anyway that's my snow shoveling neighbor story yeah that was a really good one you're welcome um that was a nice story of how you helped a neighbor uh I did not do anything for that neighbor. <laughs> but yesterday I did shovel the sidewalk for my for my neighbor. You know what? You've got some weird neighbors. I do, dude. I like, have... you live in an area that I would not have thought you would have had some strange folks. I have really weird neighbors. So, yeah, to my right is, like, a total disaster yeah. situation. Yeah. To my left, or I'm sorry, to my left, to my right is a, a lesbian couple. <sighs> To my across the street is this guy named Fig. 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 Who's like the coolest guy. Is his last is his middle name like Newton? His his middle name is Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a the... really cool guy. But he is he's weird. He's really eclectic. Okay. Um, yeah. And he has a plow on a four wheeler. And so after everyone has already shoveled their driveways and sidewalks, he, decides he goes out. out and does it again. Oh, okay. And I'm like, dude, you're about four hours late, <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> and also, I mean, I get it. He's older. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. we're surrounded. We got a, a few older people around us. But you do have like a lot of old folks up there, it seems like. Oh, well, they're kind of going away, though. They're right. kind of disappearing. Slowly. Wonder how like... that works. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's either our age like yeah. d- d- 20s to 30s right, right. or it's like retired yeah. Uh, yeah there's no real in between yeah there's a few but yeah not many yeah it's weird so i've got yeah and then you've got the people who are mystery the mystery couple are they a couple are they not oh yeah and they're yeah. old yeah. they're like really old which is why i assumed right because you just don't see something right. like that but maybe they're siblings it, I, you know? Yeah, no, I. That's what I, I just yeah. feel like she would have said, like, "Oh no, that's my, <laughs> that's my brother." Oh, that's not my husband. Yeah, or at least, oh yeah, that's my boyfriend or whatever. But instead, but, she no, said, said, "What's his name?" Oh, that's Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Weird. Yeah, I've got some. I've got really, I guess, some pretty normal neighbors. There's one across there. <laughs> there's one that's not normal. Yeah, it's Mad Max. He has house. a Mad Max car. It's this old car that he's like dressed up to look like Mad Max. And they have like this desert scape going on in the front yard, which I'm sure at one point looked pretty cool. Um, and now it just looks all dead. It's just lazy. And well, yeah, it is now. And um, it's just not great. 
but he's a he's a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. one of the guys there. That's uh, the thing. We live in Utah, so rarely do you get a neighbor that's straight up just mean. But right? okay, this is the last thing I'll say about my neighbors for now. Uh, <laughs> for now, the one directly across the road from us, um, he's got a, like a, a snowblower, and everybody else on the street, so it appears, has a shovel. Right? Oh wow! Um, king of the hill. King of the hill. So he's out there. He got out like way before. He, like I didn't hear him fire up his his snowblower. But when I was out there, I got out there the same time my a few of my other neighbors did. It seemed like we all just got out at the same time to start shoveling. And his driveway was cleared and his sidewalk was cleared. But it looked really funny because it was only his driveway and like only the portion of his sidewalk. <laughs> like he didn't no further. You know? Yeah. And I was like, man, I feel like if I had a snowblower, I don't know that I would go and like I wouldn't do the whole sidewalk. Well, I wouldn't do everybody's driveway, certainly. No, no. But no. think of like Joseph Holler. Like yeah. if I had his snowblower, I'd oh, be like, I'm just gonna do the whole site. Like, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like I probably wouldn't because the effort to get it out and only do your portion yeah, only of the sidewalk. Like that's ridiculous. To spend all that money on the snowblower and yeah. then only use it on like a hundred square feet. It, and only right now, because this is the only yeah. time of year that we've gotten snow this so Like I don't know if I would go full sidewalk. I'm just just being yeah, honest no, with myself. Fine. Yeah. But at least, you know, your adjoining neighbors. Yeah. yeah, like two or three houses. Yeah, it just cracked me up. I was like, "What a Scrooge McDuck!" Yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> what a Scroogey McScrooge. That's face. what I said. He's a smoker, so he he like smokes out on his his front steps. So you said, "Hey, Scrooge McDuck." Yeah, I was like, "Hey, you're a you're a Scrooge McDuck," <laughs> and he said, "What?" Yeah, he was like just smoking a cigarette, looking so cool. Yeah, wow. Well, hey man, what made you? Uh, what made you? What made you get up and going? What made you uh, smile this week? What made you go? Hmm, that's good. Or hmm, I like that. I'm gonna wait and tell you until we talk about the news. Oh, dude, what am I doing? I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, here. I don't know. I'm just decided to change the format of the podcast. Executive decision, just right now, across the table. Uh, well, we're gonna end the podcast now and start over. <laughs> All right, here, here we are at the break. So, See you guys later. Oh. I think we've got some news. <laughs> yeah. D- news? That was So you have the... You have the... I the, have the ridiculous The news. ridiculous. Okay, so you go first. Right? Oh, you want me to go first? Well, is that how, isn't that how we do it? Changing the format. Okay, out. no. Oh, I'll go first. I'll no, go I first. think we do do it okay. first. Well, then go then. <laughs> go then. I just wanted to make myself feel better after that fiasco. Yeah, you really ruined it. Um, yeah, I ruined everything. All right, so for any... Mandalorian fans out there. All right. We already know what I'm going to hit on. <laughs> yeah. It's... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, for any Mandalorian fans out there. Um, yeah, we had, we had, we had a good one. You might say get fired from the show. Um, so Disney took it upon themselves to fire none other than Gina Carano um, from her role from the Mandalorian. Um, if you're not familiar with, who that is that's Cara Dune she plays like the martial rebel chick the blue uh, the blue armor with the blue armor she's pretty she's got a pretty BA character um anyways she was fired from the show for a tweet that she tweeted right allegedly I'm yeah. kidding she did tweet it she did tweet it she deleted it I think though later yeah which is which is lame it is lame but there's Whatever. obviously people got screenshots of it and it's out there um, so here's what she said in her uh, firing-worthy tweet. 
<clears throat> Quote, Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. And then she's got a, another thing in here. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for, for their political views? Um, and then she's got a picture here. It's a pretty sad picture of um, presumably a, a Jewish woman running in the street with a bloody nose, bloody mouth, uh, running from these presumably her neighbors. And there's a, a there's a child that looks like holding a bat or something. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so a few things with that, right? Um, yeah. So now we live in a time... Um, like today, very presently, where we have two two sides um, on the political spectrum, you might say. You have the far left, you have the far right. Obviously, y- y- you kind of have some moderates, but for the most part, people now are taking some hard stances. Yeah. Specifically in regards to their political beliefs. Um, so as a Christian, um, you ought to look at that and laugh at it um, because there's not just all left issues or all right issues from a Christian worldview, they can't be. But this same sort of deal, the same sort of uh, sentiment that Disney took it upon themselves to fire this this actor for posting something that's pretty relevant, pretty true, not really that offensive, right? Um, has infiltrated the church, the woke church, right? Yeah, so, that's the real problem. Um, <laughs> and so there's a lot of Christians who would hold this view and say, it would hold the the view of like, yeah, you know, this is a this is a good thing. It's a good and right thing. She ought to be fired for that. That's wrong to uh, post this picture. It's offensive. Um, and since this has come out, I want to talk a little bit about another thing that she commented on, uh, Gina Carano had commented on back in September of last year. Uh, I guess she was getting some backlash from some of her fans uh, for not putting her pronouns, her preferred pronouns, <laughs> oh, in her yeah. Twitter profile. And so she capitulated and just put beep, bop, boop. Beep, bop, boop. In reference to r2d2 yeah um and yeah obviously people didn't like that either so i mean that's pretty funny it's pretty funny um and here's what she said and this was this was pretty great uh regarding that they're mad because i won't put pronouns in my bio to show my support for trans lives after months of harassing me in every way i decided to put three very controversial words in my bio beep bop boop i'm not against trans lives at all they need to find less abusive representation Mm. So, again, here we are in this culture that preaches inclusiveness and um, unity and all of these things. And you can be those things. You can be you, you can be inclusive. You can you can spread your views, speak your views as long as they're conforming to yeah, their views. If they're the views that the that society agrees with. So <laughs> which brings me to Second Timothy uh, four, three. Okay, when here we go. Paul's instructing Timothy, right, um, about what to do, what he can expect to come down the pipeline, right, uh, post Christ's resurrection, before Christ comes back, right? Yeah. Um, for the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Okay. Dude, 
do you i just made a, a connection like mm-hmm. this is kind of unrelated but um when he talks about going into myths you know believing myths yep. that means that like paul is calling evolutionary science yeah myths yeah uh i just think that's really funny good for <laughs> you paul no he's he's debunking the whole uh really anything anti-christian okay um, so what do you think about gina so i have I, some i have some thoughts yeah i don't think gina is the um is the writer in the night or something for for christians right um she's missing but what i am the point that i'm trying to make is is that uh one don't miss that this that there are there are christians who think that this was a good thing and they yeah. think they think that this sort of action should be applied across the board. Okay, yeah, like, but at the same time, Disney should be able to fire anyone that they want. They should be able to. They should. Be. It's stupid to fire them for this reason. But the problem is, is that Pedro Pascal tweeted almost yes. the exact same thing. Yes, like a year ago. Yes. The, in regards to kids supposedly locked up in cages at the, yeah, at the border. At the right? border. And tweeted, it was like a picture comparing Jews who were locked up with the Germany. Jews. Yep. And I'm like, okay, so same exact So are we comparison. not going to apply the standard, the same standard across the yeah, board? Yeah, should he not be fighting? If anything, her tweet was way less controversial than his. Sure. Because at least she was trying to encourage people to, to be, to be know, a little more chill. inclusive. Yeah. Um, and more accepting. Yeah, so, I mean, my thoughts about Gina herself as a person, very different from this certain situation. Um, but it's an issue that's infiltrating the church. I mean, we've got even, we've got even um, you know, websites, for example, Christian websites like the Gospel Coalition. Oh, my gosh. That is, it, it may as well be a pagan website. I mean, Self, it, self-proclaimed losers. Yeah. As Did you yesterday. see that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, well, at least they're just being honest. They are losers. <laughs> we've got this going on, and then we've got Paul, who's instructing Timothy, you know, and just giving him fair warning that this is happening. It's mm-hmm. going to happen in the church. Then it's happening in the church now. Um, we've got people who uh, don't want to admit that there are two genders, for example. Yeah, they want to make up genders they want to yeah. make up for themselves truths and then they want to appoint teachers who will preach those truths to them and i think that that is a kind of a lasting wound of the catholic church the cuz in christian in protestant christianity mm-hmm. you have reformed theology right and non-reformed and non-reformed maintains this um, I don't know. I don't know really how to word it. Van Til words it really well, but it's this level of disconnect. Mm-hmm. It's this level of two kingdom theology mm-hmm. that um, allows for a common ground with the non-believer in thought, where it says that the believer and the non-believer can agree on how to think about things, sure. which is just not biblical at all. Yeah. That the, there is no common ground of, of thought between, right. except for the the common, um, or I guess the meeting point between believer and non-believer is that they both believe in God. It's yeah. just that one of them is suppressing that that belief. Right. One of them is suppressing that knowledge. But everyone believes in God. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, anyway, 
I guess what I'm getting at though is the gospel coalition is full of Ar- Armenians <laughs> that just cannot defend the faith for yeah. worth anything. <clears throat> right. Um, and you see that, and that because they deny, so many of them mm-hmm. have this really seemingly, and I don't think it's always this um, nefarious intention. Yeah. But it's this ignorance that you can deny the Genesis account of creation mm-hmm. and really maintain biblical robustness and mm-hmm. theological robustness. And I don't, I, I've, I've been turned on that recently. I don't think you can do that. Like, I think that once you lose the Genesis account of creation, you allow for, well, if you lose that, then you're pretty much accepting evolution. Um, because if you're going to reject Genesis, but maintain Adam and Eve, well, I mean, what are you doing? That's just like a whole hodgepodge of stuff. But um, you're denying the anthropology that God says is true, which means that, sure, why not have multiple? Why not have three or four or five genders? Right. Why, you know, like, why not have... Well, and nothing's off the, nothing's off the table. Nothing's... The and why, why not dismantle hierarchy? Yep. Because if the Genesis account isn't true, then, like, yeah, no, God doesn't care about hierarchy. Right. Only Paul does. Right. <laughs> and we all know Paul's not Jesus. And we all know Paul's a misogynist, so, right? Um, yeah. And it's, yeah. So again, regardless of who Gina is as a person, right? Yeah. Um, she needs Jesus. She definitely does. And right? we should, I think that we should be praying for her because. I think she's in danger, some people might say. Yeah. Of becoming a Christian. Yeah. Right? She's, um, she's really on the precipice. And she's in with Ben Shapiro, which is. Interesting. Um, We should pray for Ben Shapiro as well. But like, that's kind of the issue with conservatives that are atheists or conservatives that are uh, Jewish. Yep. Is that they they don't really have a foundation for believing these things. Right. uh, Any more than the left does for believing what they believe. Right. Like they're missing why. Mm -hmm. They're missing the why. Mm -hmm. And Gina's the same way. Like you, you have to at least admire that she's standing to these conservative ideals, but she doesn't know why she's doing that. Right. And I think, um, I think something that I have been, that my mind's been changed on certainly in the last year or so is that these sorts of events before I would have looked at them, like I would have took them with a grain of salt and I would have been like, I don't really care. Boohoo. She got fired from her job. That doesn't mean anything for me or the culture at large. But the truth is that it does. It does, yeah. It has huge implications. I've also not had a Twitter for longer than like a month. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a whopping like 20-some followers. I know, me too. But just being on there and seeing the influence that, that these social media spheres have um, and, and seeing how people are engaged, it certainly does matter. Yeah, And it, it does have an effect on the culture because these are things that people are talking about. Mm-hmm. And, and it, if they're not it, yeah. talking about them at their dinner table or with their neighbor, they're talking about them on their with their quote neighbor online. Online, and it is the public square. Yeah, you know, we've heard all these things, and I'm like, yeah, I just don't think it's that big of a deal, but it is. And our culture's shifted that way to a social media thing. It's yeah. a really strange thing. I also think but, that. Sorry. No, no. I was just gonna say, like, it does matter, and that these things will have an effect ultimately on the culture more so than they did certainly 10 years ago or even yeah. 20 years ago, certainly. No, that's um, for sure. You know, somebody got kicked off Facebook 20 years ago or it wasn't around 20 years, 10 years ago. No one really would have cared. And it probably would have been for something like 
It probably would have been for something legitimate. Bad. Yeah. Somebody posted a live porn shoot or something. Yeah, or like a mass shooting or yep. something like um, that. Um, but now it's it's got implications because everything is political. Everything is. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now I think I think now you could probably post a mass shooting on Facebook. And if the narrative that the media was giving you was the right one, it would not be removed. Sure. And that person would not be yep. banned. Yep. Uh, and that should really concern us. But the other, I think this other really uti- uh, utility of social media is that it allows us to practice not capitulating. Mm-hmm. Because it's really easy to put something on social media that's just what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get a lot of hate for it. You just will. Yeah. Because <clears throat> um, people... People know God and hate God. Yep. And th- that's including direct verses, so direct quotes from the yeah. Bible, or implied... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just truths that are easily yeah. extracted from yeah. the Bible. That, you know, yeah. it's just simple interpretation. Right. Um, and if you can't do that, mm-hmm. if, if you can't stand firm mm-hmm. and say, no, this is what the Bible says, yep. I'm the one with a foundation. Right. You're the one who doesn't have ground to stand on. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, then how on earth are you going to do that in real life with anybody? Like, if you can't even do it virtually, yeah, how are you going to do that well, when when maybe it's like your uncle mm-hmm. or your brother or sister? Yeah, and and you're not you don't be a jerk about it. You're not just mm-hmm. mean about it, which I think can be a temptation for <laughs> some like reformed Christians. Is they're like almost holier than thou. Right. But really we're doing this because we know that we're sinners. Yeah. Like we are acutely aware yeah. of how desperate we are for saving. Mm-hmm. And so we want to share that. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to be a jerk about right. it. Right. But you cannot compromise the truth. You you cannot capitulate. And I think and that's going to come off as really mean and jerkish sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Things that Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the culture is so anti everything. Yeah. Um, for instance, if I say like, a woman should get married and she should have kids and be in the home. Mm-hmm. Like that is a really, that's going to get some, you're going to get some hate for really that. hateful. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, like you said, it's a good practice, right? It's a good, um, uh, spring training, right? Yeah. For sharing the gospel and, and spreading the truth. But also, I don't know. That's something else I've had to really think on, um, this past year or so. Um, yeah, the Lord just convicted me of it a little bit as far as like what I'm doing on social media. Like yeah. if it's, if I'm not doing that, then is it worthwhile? Right. You know, what am I doing? Am I posting the best pictures of my life and making others try to have this perception of me that isn't really, that isn't really the case one, or if right. it is the case, does it even matter? And it's just um, like me kind of trying to receive praise. Yeah. Yeah. Or attention or something. Um, and I'd rather get some sort of attention going for something, you know, controversial. Right. But anyways, um, yeah, that was just a, uh, it's a sad, our country is in a sad state of affairs right now. Yeah. But, um, but Christ tell you what, is, Christ, Christ is king. Is king yeah. And he's winning now. This is he's him putting win. enemies under his feet. And future. we should pray for Gina. We should. We should and, pray for Gina. Uh, we should pray that she would. Repent of should, being a female fighter. We should pray that she would, mm-hmm. like, frankly, she needs, that That was a sinful thing to do. Oh, that was the other thing, dude. 
but um, maybe a conversation for another time. Yeah, but you know what? She just like everyone else, like desperately needs the love of God. And yeah, we should be praying for all of our conservative uh, thought leaders and um, you know conservative thought champions, whatever you want to call them. Um, we should be praying that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are the next Nebuchadnezzars and they repent and praise the living God because that, oh man, can you imagine what that would be so sick. Talk about upsetting the establishment. Talk about, Um, talk about that would probably start a civil war. (laughs) No, I probably wouldn't. I I hope not. I think it probably, it would do something. Um, to me, suddenly people would be calling Kamala Harris a Jezebel that you uh, that previously did not want her to be called a Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you've got some good news. Yeah, I've got some fun stuff. This is great. <laughs> Man caught on camera breaking into Australian museum to take selfies with dinosaurs. <laughs> okay, so this is a 25-year-old college student. Uh-huh. He... Seemingly did not know that this place was closed, even though it was completely abandoned. I'm sure he eventually figured it but out. But he broke in? It's also 1 a.m. when he's doing this. I don't know how well you could argue that you didn't know, but okay. The thing is, like, it makes it seem like the security was super lax on this thing. Because okay. it was under renovations. Yeah. So <laughs> It's like a construction project. Yeah, like, apparently he's able to just waltz in. And he's like, I didn't know. I don't even think, like, he didn't even have to pick a lock or anything. He just walked in. Okay. And all that he did, because they got it all on security camera. Mm-hmm. All that he did was he, like, took one of the staff's cowboy hats yeah. and, like, put it on and yeah. wore it around. Yeah. And then he took selfies with the dinosaur heads. And he just kind of wandered around. Other than that, he took, like, a random painting off the wall. Uh-huh. But it's, like, a ho- it's like hotel art. Like, it's nothing right, of value yeah, at all. Yeah. And, um... And that's it. And then and then we have the quote of the day. Okay? This is the investigator who is searching for this man, which they found him, by the way. But before they found him, he was talking to the press, and he said, quote, he certainly enjoyed his night in the museum. If this gentleman is watching, all I can say is it's not going to be a movie producer knocking on his door. New South Wales police will be knocking very shortly. <laughs> Who died and made this guy Batman? Did you ever see uh, the Dukes of Hazard movie that came out like uh, recently, like in the 2000s? Yeah. You remember that uh, that scene when Bo and Luke were like on college, uh, uh, on some college campus, and they were like doing something they shouldn't have been doing? I, I can't remember. But these guys pull up in a golf cart. And they're like police, right? <laughs> the campus the policemen, police. The campus police, yeah. And they're like, are you guys police? Campus police. That's <laughs> that's what this guy sounds like. It's like 21 Jump Street when they're yeah. on the Segway or bikes at the park. <laughs> I mean, do they not have better things to do? Like, that's... I get it. This guy broke the law, okay? He broke in. He had obviously like nothing didn't to break f- in, though. You said he walked in. Yeah, but it was closed. So he broke in, quote. And... He obviously had nothing nefarious planned. Right. He's a 25-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. He actually said, like, let me find this. Um, He was in there for 40 minutes. Let's see, let's see, let's see. The 25-year-old voluntarily appeared at the Surrey Hills Police Station 
and was subsequently charged with breaking and entering and refu- he was refused bail even though he gave himself up like this guy first of all this guy what is going through his head when he's doing this to where he did he really just not know that they were closed or was it like a prank or something and then he felt bad after i don't I, know i can't imagine he didn't know it was one in the morning it was under construction but clearly he just wanted to get some pics with the t-rex right skull. Right. You know, like you can't really blame like he him. wasn't about to commit arson or something. Yeah. And then the public, this is man, this is great. The public's response. Everyone is going on social media and uh, calling into the news stations and radio stations. And they're like, yeah, I just can't wait till this guy gets out because I just I'm going to buy him a beer and uh, and ask him <laughs> what it was like to be in the museum all by himself. But what really annoys me is that the policemen are taking this a little too seriously. You know what annoys me? Get a life. Is that he was denied bail? He was denied bail. And he's 25 years old. What, it, what? He turned himself in. He turned himself in. And people want to talk about, I guess this is, where is this? Over in, uh, is this England? No, this is in Australia. Oh, Australia. Okay. Yeah. New um, South Wales. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think about them at all. Um, okay, so it's in Australia. So a little bit sort of different, right? Because people talk about America's justice system being corrupt and unfairly, um, um, what's the word? <laughs> uh, unfairly carried out on some people Which it versus is. others, right? So like celebrities get off a lot easier. Yeah. So this is a classic case of like, of certainly that sort of a thing. But this was not a, a guy who got a DUI and no. was causing a danger to other people's lives. This was somebody who was just a kid, like you said, and he yeah. clearly just wanted to goof around and get a couple pictures with some dinosaurs. Like, yes, he and broke the law, and he should. there should be consequences. Okay, a slap on the hand, maybe. Yeah, Go like do some maybe community service. clean the museum. Yeah. Or something. But come on. Yeah, you're going to deny him bail? And first of all, would bail even be like necessary yeah. like maybe throw him in overnight and be like yeah. okay give him a night and don't do that again like do you really what did not he have really do anything better to do but you know i do say that and as you were saying as you were talking i was thinking all these things and i was like yeah it's not a big deal at all but then i thought yeah but how would i feel if somebody came into my home and just did that well yeah but and i know it's different i it's know it's different. a very different thing but yeah that's just stupid i mean i agree if someone did that to my house i would be like this guy's a creep. Right. Can we right. put him away? But it's a museum. Yeah. I, I just, I would like to, I would like to have thought that the judge on this would have been like, this is not worth my time. Get yeah. Like, here. you know what? Here you have a work order, community service. That's really funny though. And see, typically people, well, I, I don't know that I can say that now. I'm not going to say that. The reason, the reason that I, that I think this is so great yeah. is A, because of the headline. Right. It's amazing. Uh, but also because... <laughs> like some people just really want to take a picture with some yeah exhibit some big old dinosaur without like a bunch of people like i would the, be shocked background. if it wasn't some sort of dare or oh, yeah. like he lost a bet or something right, right. to to just do that uh-huh. your complete own volition is really weird but um it's just amazing it's yeah. it's amazing that that's all he did he wore around a cowboy hat and he took a picture with a t-rex <laughs> <laughs> And he took a hotel painting off After the wall. breaking and entering. 
Yeah, after breaking and entering. We really needed to redefine breaking and entering. But um, yeah. he didn't break. He did enter, but he didn't break. <laughs> Let's be very clear. That's All really right. funny. Um, should we go to a break? Speaking of breaking. Maybe we should take a break, and you'll hear a quick word from uh, some of our pals. Uh, really not from some of our pals. I guess it's from Ben uh, on a commercial that he recorded. Without Stuart. Solo. But we're going to redo them mm-hmm. soon. So enjoy. Enjoy it for now. Pretty soon, Stuart's nasty, croaky frog voice will be on here. <laughs> Need some landscaping done around your home or business to give it a mega pristine look? Need to chop down some pagan idolater's god tree to build them a church with the wood? Sounds like you need the Arbor Man. His name is Clint Hartman, but we call him the Arbor Man, and he can do all of that for you and more. Visit Clint's website at www.arborman.com. That's www.arborman.com to learn more. Is this thing on? Oh, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're back, baby. <laughs> so, Stuart, uh, I was going to say your name in a in a really disconnected uh, way, and I, I can't because it's just Ben. I could go Ben. Ben. You, you could call me that? what my, my southern um, side of the – well, all my family's southern. <laughs> my really southern part of the family. Ben. Did you ever watch that YouTube video, that classic? Hey, Ben. Yep. What you got there? Bam. Meat. Anyway, Stuart. Yes. What, what really chapped your khakis this week? What uh, tickled your fancy? What lubed your gears? What, uh, that's, <laughs> that's kind of weird. <laughs> what made you happy, man? What brought you some joy? Let's hear it. Lay it on me. Um, <laughs> um, well, I'm uncomfortable now. Uh, pineapple, mm. top tier fruit, dude, top tier, like so good. So Morgan and I, um, when we got married, we uh, honeymooned in Hawaii. Mm. So we went to nice um, Oahu. By the way, if you're gonna go to Hawaii, Oahu's a fine place, but I don't know that I would. I'm not gonna go back to Oahu again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would go to probably Kauai or something. Yeah, uh, a little less populous area but anyways pineapple so when we were there um we stopped at the there's like a lot of uh roadside fruit stands Mm -hmm. um by the north shore um so on the north side of the island oh Um, that's how it works yeah opposite of waikiki (laughs) um and there was this one that we stopped at um and you know they've got like various fruits there bags of fruit that they've already cut up um and man it was like the best fruit ever like all of these fruits um and as an aside we also got like a coconut right to like drink out of oh yeah shoved a straw on like the classic you can't go you can't not go to hawaii do that yeah it was this old lady that like shucked this uh coconut and she had a machete not i'm not kidding she was like old had this machete and chopped the top of it off god that's awesome and it was the best coconut i have ever had like that's so so cool but the pineapple that we got oh my gosh i bet it was like you know so when you get a good. pineapple at the store here and it's like it hits just right yeah and like those that are like one piece oh my gosh it's tender it like hits your soul juicy oh yeah the whole thing was like that oh my god 
And I was like this. And I'm not a big beach person. Like I obviously would rather be in the mountains, right? Yeah, so yeah, we me, live in I'm, Utah. I'm the same. Um, if I had to choose one for the rest of my life until I died, I'd be like, yeah, give me the mountains. I would give up the beach in a heartbeat. But Hawaii, uh, that's something special. There is like the beach is great though. I mean, I, you know, like I would prefer the mountains, but man. I would rather have that sort of environment though than uh, like Florida, for example. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Some places in Florida are pretty legit. But no, they're really cool, but like they don't have like the cool yeah. forests. You know, like if I'm gonna be in the beach, I want it to be in like it has to be the coolest beach. Yeah, but if I'm gonna be in the mountains, I'm not really that picky. Right, because they're like, all just, like whatever. This is amazing. Yeah, they're all good. And yeah, you can and I can do all the stuff that I uh-huh. want to do in almost any of them. Mm-hmm. Um. Dude, that's so sick. So I put pineapple in my, you know, my smoothie bowl that I eat for breakfast. Have you seen that? It's like the green goo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I put pineapple in that every day, and it and it's like sometimes I'll run out and I can only do mango, mm. and uh, instead of mango and pineapple, and mm. it tastes so much worse. <laughs> Dude, pineapple is, it it's is like candy. It is amazing. And have, have you ever seen it growing? Uh, no. Like, have you seen a pineapple no. plant? Is it a bush or a tree? It's like a. Well, it's not really either. I guess it's more like a bush. It's sort of like a corn stock, really, but like really short. It's not like. Oh, that's cool. So the first time I saw one, I was like, "Is it like agave or something?" Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah. So there it is. I'm what, sure pick, dude? Isn't that crazy? That looks like <laughs> it looks fake. So if you that's so cool, if you walked up on like those growing, yeah, yeah. Oh man. I'd be like, what I'd, the heck is I'd that? Build person? a house right there. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, if you well, didn't who know, tried that? Yeah, like who? Ate that's that what I'm first, saying. Like know? that's that's some crazy looking thing. Just like, oh, I'm gonna cut that open and Man, eat it. People were made different back then. But bless those people because, <laughs> yeah. oh, pineapple hits on a different level. That's so good. That's a really good one, man. Pineapple. Like wow. you could have. I feel like. Well, for me personally, this is true. I could have a bowl of like the best strawberries, ever, mm-hmm. or like the sweetest apple. Grown mm-hmm. in an orchard, like in northern Michigan, just this mm, great apple, and you put it up next to a pineapple. Bro, give me pineapple, like oh a mediocre my. pineapple. Yeah, give me pineapple yeah. any day. It's so good. I'm gonna say like dark horse fruit for me is cantaloupe too. Yeah, good cantaloupe. Cantaloupe, is um, good. but the, but it has to be like excellent. I think they. I can't remember. Uh, I think they had some honeydew there in Hawaii too. Oh man, I bet that was good honeydew. So mediocre honeydew is like meh. meh. But a dang good honeydew melon, special. Ooh, same with Something cantaloupe. Spe- yeah, yeah. Oh a really gosh. good cantaloupe yeah. is hard to beat. It is mediocre cantaloupe is easy to beat. <laughs> but I think mediocre cantaloupe is much better than mediocre honeydew. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, but I used to think that they came from the same melon, and the because my mom told me this, <laughs> she was so mean that the cantaloupe was more in the center, and the honeydew was like around the edge. It's like the rind. That's yeah. really funny. Yeah, it was pretty mean. <laughs> but yeah, dude, can't uh cantaloupe. Pineapple just gets me uh just makes me happy. Gets you jazzed. Gets me jacked. That's awesome. Um, yeah, but like every time we get one, it doesn't last like that long. Ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I would make myself sick on a on cantaloupe, a grilled cantaloupe or a uh, uh grilled pineapple. Ooh yeah. Oh man, on some chicken or something. Right. Or pork. So good. But tell you where pineapple does not belong. It does belong on pizza. No, it doesn't. It does too. No. Uh, pineapple and pizza is amazing. If you disagree, then you can leave. I think if you are a pineapple and pizza person, that's fine if you're a communist. 
<laughs> I mean, most likely that's the case. Our pizza. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody gets a piece of my pizza. Anyways, what about you? What uh, what made you... So, see, this is the part of the show where we're actually doing this, so I can say this. Um, I can start inter- introducing. Yeah, 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 yeah. For you. You already did it once. I did. Um, incorrectly, though. False start. What made you? Uh, what, what, what made what made you get up and go? Mm, this is good. Life's good. What made you go? Ooh, yeah. What made you? What made you? What made you happy? What made you smile? What made you giga giddy? What made you? <laughs> you say the dumbest things, but you're so much better at this than I am. I just try to to do it. Anyways, you just said giga giddy. <laughs> All right. So I was gonna do YouTube, but that's a lie. Just YouTube. It is a YouTube channel. Oh, okay. Specifically. Okay. Nerd of the Rings. Have you Nerd ever heard of, of that? No, I'm not. I'm not All right, so are you a Lord of the Rings fan? You better be. Like, you have Is that to even be. a... Are you really asking? No, I'm kidding. I know that you are. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, if you're not, you, you're wrong. Nerd of the Rings is this YouTube channel where this guy, he just talks about Lord of the Rings stuff. Like, he will describe all of the known travels of Gandalf. So he'll be like, yeah, Gandalf, um, he was an Istari who be or who was a Maya, and he came over with the rest of the Istari at the beginning of the Third Age. Like yeah. at this time, yeah. he went here, he went here, 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 and then it goes through, of course, like the War of the Ring mm-hmm. period, where we see all that he's doing, mm-hmm. and that's it. But he has this graphic that's like a big map of Middle Earth, and then he has icons that represent all the characters that he's talking about. And then he'll show like fan art or other illustrations from like, um, like different books that were Mm -hmm. done. And then Mm -hmm. he'll show clips from the movie when it like lines up. Yeah. Um, or if the movie didn't include something, but they alluded to it and you just had to be like paying attention, he'll Mm -hmm. show that. And it's just so good. That's like everything about it is so good. How did you find this channel? So I actually found it a couple years ago. Um, it just showed up on my mm-hmm. homepage, like mm-hmm. discovered. And I was watching, I was like, oh, this is pretty sweet. This is pretty sweet. And then I was talking to our to Dan, one yeah. of our yeah. one of our pastors at Refuge, and he mentioned it. Oh okay. and it kind of renewed the yeah. the vigor. You yeah. know? And so now I just oftentimes will put it on in the background while I'm working. <laughs> and uh, it's just the most peaceful yeah. and wholesome thing. But the like the best video I've seen in a long time, he did a ranking of the top ten songs of Middle Earth, but like only in the movies. Mm-hmm. I wish he would do a top ten songs that Tolkien actually yeah. wrote, like in the books. Right, like Misty Mountain. Yes. Well, that was of course number two on the list. Right. right. Behind, can you guess number one? It's from the movies. Riders of the 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 Ride of Rohan. No, no, it's like it has lyrics. Oh. It's not the score. Of is course, it, of course, that is would it be an Inia song. No, it's uh, not. India. It's the cool. it's uh to the edge of night. It's edge of uh, oh the, the yeah the one that Pippin song. sings. Yep. Yeah, to the steward of yeah. Gondor. Yeah, dude, like that, that has is to be, a, that has to be number one. That is a great song. Of course, Misty Mountains was too because yeah. wow, yeah, Misty Mountains is so sick. And then um, Green Dragon was okay. three, which Green Dragon actually Tolkien did not write that. Which really every time that I read the books which is like at least once a year, I always forget that he didn't write that song. Mm-hmm. And so I'm always looking for it and it never shows up and it's kind of sad because that's a great song. Yeah. 
great track. So as you're talking about all this, are you done? Oh uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah, I'm done. I'll just stop you there. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna stop you there. So man, The Hobbit slash Lord of the Rings. Ooh. Um, have you <clears throat> ever read The Silmarillion? No. I want to read it this year. Yeah, it's one of my goals. That's like the pretext to yeah. It's like the history book. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is, I just don't understand how somebody could have a mind to create a world. He like created that. multiple languages. And not only that, but he inspired like um, uh, there's a particular game I'm thinking of, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's got hobbits. It's got yeah. Oh, is it? Uh, it's like that card game. Yeah, or, I can't remember. It's Whatever. a really fun game, um, but that's not the only thing that it inspired. It's inspired like fantasy across the board. Munchkins, yes, Munchkins. Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it inspired uh, t- Tolkien. Tolkien inspired Lewis. Yep. Um, he inspired J.K. Rowling. He mentored Lewis, yeah. which was sweet. Inspired Rowling. Yep. Like, if you ever read Harry Potter mm-hmm. after you read Lord of the Rings. You're like, wow. You're going to be really disappointed, first she of all. She stole a lot of these ideas yes. from Tolkien, and which it's just, is fine. I no, mean, it's it, fine. Harry Potter's a great book. It's just a lot way more shallow. Yeah. Like, it, way. It's, you're like, oh, this is like, it's kind of like Narnia, except it's not as good because yep. Lewis, yeah, it's a, it's a kid series, mm-hmm. but those books are not for kids. Dude. Right. Like, they deal with some crazy <laughs> adult themes. Um, and Harry Potter's a kid's, a kid's story, really. Yeah. It's good, but it's not that deep. No, it's not. It's but then really... you have like even um, George R. R. Martin, who like we don't like. I just don't care about that. We guy. don't. Yeah, we don't like Game of Thrones. But if it wasn't for Tolkien, he would not have written Game. Of no, Thrones. no, that's true. I just... even inspired Stephen King to write the Dark Tower series. You would know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. He puts in the intro to the first book. He's like, the only reason I'm writing this is because every author wants to write. A Lord of the Rings. Interesting. And this is my this is my attempt at Lord of the Rings. And huh. every other thing that tries to do that just falls short. That's cool though that he, that he gave a shout out though. Oh and yeah, said he loved specifically Tolkien. why. Um, so it was oh I think in 2017 that Morgan. <clears throat> so I found this. Um, I got really big into vinyl when I was in high school. Um, okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> And started collecting like some records and stuff, and then um, obviously got married. And uh, anyways, and so in 2017, I had found this um, this vinyl uh, of like the reading of The Hobbit, mm. and I think it was done back in the 70s. Oh, um, I bet that's so good. And I can't remember who it's by. I've got it upstairs, um, and I could look it up real quick, but I'm not going to. Um, but I found it, and I found the recordings on YouTube, and I was like, this would be so cool to have. And so I was looking it up because I was like, they probably got it for pretty cheap, right? Wrong. It was like 500 bucks for like the <laughs> set. And I was like, oh, I'm definitely not dropping 500 no. bucks on this. Plus it was in Cal, like I was just poor. Yeah. Morgan and I were like, didn't have nothing. Not worth it. Um, And so she had found somehow somebody who was selling the exact thing, uh, the exact set on some website. It sounded super sketchy. Um, She bought it for like, 40 bucks or something what dude sketchy websites are the best and it was like mint bought it in bitcoin <laughs> yeah right uh 
And so we've got it, and it's so cool. Oh, it's that's just, so cool. It's so good. They did a the BBC did a reading, um, like an audiobook version, mm-hmm. and it's the guy who plays Bilbo in the Lord of the Rings movies. I can't remember his name. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But you know what I'm talking yep. about. And he does the audiobook, so he's singing all of the songs that Bilbo writes. That's so cool, right? And he played Bilbo in yeah. the movie. It was so cool. I will say, The Hobbit should have been one movie. Yeah, it should have um, been one movie. Or it should have been like two, and it shouldn't have been as childish. But but also, I kind of have a defense. I I don't like the Hobbit movies. Yeah. But I love the Hobbit book. Mm-hmm. But the reason that I think it's okay, or at least defensible or defendable, is because the Hobbit is supposed to be a kid's story. So the movies being a little bit more like the problem yeah fake looking and and childish it kind of you can back it up the problem i had though is that you've got peter jackson who i really enjoy as a director like his his style yeah um and then he took lord of the rings like to the next level as far as movies were concerned still holds up um filmed it in new zealand right he could continuously he could have done the same thing with the hobbit yeah he green screened it and i'm like why why CGI'd stuff. It no, was hardly any makeup, and it's like there is some serious lack here. It really when it, we've seen what yeah. you, you're capable of before. Um, no, I totally agree. But yeah, I really enjoy. Um, man, what is his name? Uh, that actor who played the Hobbit. I really like him. I think he was the guy in the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings. It, the uh, the Hobbit. Martin Freeman. Martin Freeman. Yeah, yeah. I, he was b- by far the best thing about those movies. Yeah, yeah. Well, also Ian um, McKellen reprising his right. That was cool too. Gandalf. Did you ever look into um, that though? Because he did a lot of scenes by himself, yeah. and then they patched it together. He had a hard time like doing that, just because he's getting old. No, just because he was like lonely or whatever. Oh, oh, oh. Because he had a green screen behind him. Yeah, I mean... And before in Lord of the Rings, they, it was, were, they there. were all together. They were, they were together, but they were there, like, in the yeah. mountains, like, doing these things. And they, like, lived with each other for, yeah. like, three years, yeah. basically. And so when he's by himself, it was he was, like, talking about how isolating it felt and everything, mm. which, I mean, you know, the dude gets paid millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, get but, over it. But, but it was really interesting to... I mean, that if the contrast, that if you see that on screen, like it, th- that magic is just not there. That it's same not. magic, but read the books because that magic is very. Yeah, Martin much. Freeman was great. Ian McKellen, of Martin course, Freeman was awesome. Yeah. And then Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, Benedict I don't know is incredible. That you could have found a better Smaug voice. Um, the guy who plays Thranduil, I think, was a good choice for Thranduil, but yeah. I can't remember that guy's name. Whatever. Um, and so as we're talking about this, it makes me think of Brian's post, Brian Seve's post, our teaching pastor here, uh, that he made on Facebook yesterday talking about, uh, you know, a talk that he did with the guys at cross politic. Yeah. Their blog, um, made a really sweet comment about Ben and I like leading our families. Yeah. Well. Wow. And, Honored. Yeah. I read that and I was <laughs> like, Oh, well, I feel inadequate. Yeah. I think that's what we talked about yesterday. Um, and then you had commented, uh, like, asterisk. Oh, uh, Rohan's theme plays. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I commented uh, a gif of of uh, Theoden, you know, saying, ready, yeah. ready the Rohan. Um, Muster the Rohan. Muster the Rohan, yeah. Um, and so I had, like, an appointment to go to that day uh, with a, with a uh, customer. And so I was driving there and <laughs> plugged in my phone and, uh, and pulled up the dude. I do that all. Pulled the time. up that scene. Yes, and no joke. On Harrison, as I was, you know, going towards Salt Lake, um, 
yeah, I got I got pretty emotional. Dude, I yeah, I uh played it. It was the scene I watched both the scenes. Theoden's decision, right? Yes. Oh. He, it's just like momentary. You could see like all the, of it. The conflict. The conflict. He knew it was gonna happen. He's gonna give up his life. Watching him so hit But then to then dude, the, the actors are so good. Oh like, my god. When they when it's they so ride good. up on the Pelinor fields mm-hmm. and the, and he's looking over and he sees and you can see on his face, like the camera really lingers, mm-hmm. where he's like, and then and then you just see his face just descend into resolve. Yeah, and he gets angry. Yeah, and then he starts screaming death. Yeah, and you're like, oh, and then Rohan's theme plays the last ride of the Rohirrim, and you're just like, how it was sure is a genius. Oh my gosh, it was so. And then like, so the orcs are firing their arrows, right? Yes. Boom. You see a couple horses, a couple guys get take down. They do it, like, what, three times, I think? Two or yeah. three times. Yeah. And then they all come running in. But before they come rushing in, the look on the orc's face is, like, just goes to, oh, like, no. oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, no. It was so good. But the decision scene, I thought, was so good because you could see him weighing mm-hmm. out what was going to happen, right? He could have mm-hmm. said, I don't care. Yeah. You know? And he was tempted to. Too bad. Yeah. Not not as much in the books. But then he, no. But then he realizes, right? What's mm-hmm. at stake? He yep. realizes what death is really about. And you know that, like, Aragorn it was motivating and inspiring him. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, first of all, Aragorn, like, fought with his father yep. in wars. And so Theoden looks up to Aragorn. Yeah. And you it, it, watching Aragorn go from, dude, oh, my gosh, I just love these books. And I love the movies, too. For different reasons. Sure. But, like, Aragorn in the books is is just so... He becomes so resolved mm-hmm. to do whatever. Yeah. Like, he's so okay with dying. He's yep. so chill with dying. Yeah. And I think they get that really good in the movies. Mm-hmm. What they finally do well in Return of the King in the movies is when... Which, by the way, is the best of the three. Yeah, it is. There's no doubt. Is when Elrond gives him uh, Narsil. Mm-hmm. And or Anduril, and he tells him that Arwen's dying, mm-hmm. and you see, like I didn't notice this until the last time I saw it, which was recent. Like his face totally changes when he knows that Arwen is dying. Mm-hmm. He hardens immediately, mm-hmm. and he actually like puts Elrond in his place and tells him, like there is hope, mm-hmm. and and the and the darkness will not win. And then you see him after that. He's like, "I'm gonna go into the mountain. I'm gonna call upon the the oath breakers. Mm-hmm. Like this is." And then he's like, "Let's march on the gates of Mordor." Which in the book, it's Gandalf's idea to mm-hmm. do that. But I get it for the movie. Anyway, we've gone we've gone way too long. But uh, no, we have. But it's such a good. Yeah, it's so good. It's probably the greatest man-made story. You've got to read those stories um, and watch the movies if you. And it's really cool too because there's other. There's like. Children of Hurin, Baron and Luthien, Unfinished Tales. Yeah, but I was going to get into, like, there's, like, different representations of, of God in mm, the book, mm-hmm. right? Like, you've got Aragorn. You've, you've got, got Gandalf. Gandalf. And then you have Eru Iluvatar, God. Yeah, yeah. And he, and then you have the the, the Valar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... It's just... Uh, it's it's so just good. so layered. But anyways. All right, um, let's go to a break and then do a quick word. Quick word. Relativistic, 
weak old chowder the pagan world is feeding you and your family? Do you want to train your kids to submit in every facet of life to the Lordship of Christ? Do you want your kids to be equipped with the mind and fighting spirit needed to set sail for Eden and make disciples of all the nations on the way? Then you need classic Christian education. Here in Ogden, Utah, foot soldiers of the kingdom are being educated to be boys and girls, future men and women, who are intelligent and wise, ready to love God with all their minds for all their days at St. Brendan's Classical Christian Academy, offering kindergarten through 12th grade levels of education to servants of Christ in the new Christendom. Check out St. Brendan's Classical Christian Academy and start training your kids in obedience to God. Ahoy and chop chop. Sorry, guys. <laughs> We're back. Um, sorry, 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 sorry. That was weird. So, anyways, please uh, just read the. Please just read the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> I really need the word right now. Um, so today's word comes from Ephesians 1. I'm going to be reading Ephesians 1, 3 through 14. It's really a declaration of God's promise to, um, to the believers. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Man, <clears throat> I'm just going to go ahead and restart that. Oh, already just <laughs> messing it up. I'll edit that out. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be, the, might be to the praise of his glory, in him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. Amen. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening in. Um, I hope you have a great week, um, great things going on in your life. Um, pray for blessings, seek out blessings, um, and yeah. go crush serpents with a smile. Yeah.